a podcast for dads who love music, made by dads who love music. And now, your hosts, Josh and Joe. Hello, and welcome to Dad Rocks, the podcast about being a dad and loving music and how the two intersect in our lives. I'm Josh, and I'm here with my co-host, Joe. What's going on, Josh? And our producer, Steve. Hey, guys. Today's episode is going to be the start of what we hope is a positive change to the format of the podcast, in that it's just going to be the three of us talking, kind of like it was in the beginning, but we're going to just kind of just talk. And we're still going to do interviews, um, but they're going to be separate episodes. And actually, we do have an interview in the can already, and we're going to hope to have it out soon. I don't. Do you guys want me to say what who yeah, it is? I don't. Sure. Okay. Let's uh, spill the beans. <laughs> so we have another big guest coming up, and that is rock writer and critic Stephen Hyden, who you may have seen in the recent Woodstock 99 documentary. He was amazing, and we can't wait to share our conversation with him with you. It went so, deep. Yeah, he was great. He was great. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I was very pumped to talk to him. And he, he, and he was so knowledgeable and quick. Like he just like went to like whatever direction we went, which was really cool, I thought. Yeah, it was definitely one of those things where we could have sat and talked to him for like several hours. Several and hours. I don't think yes. any of us would have been bored and <laughs> I don't think he would have minded either. So anyway, let's uh, do our, our, our check-in and, and talk about our fatherly lives. I know for me, it was a very eventful end to the summer. The end of the summer, I think for all three of us, was kind of nuts. I think for yep. everyone, the big thing that happened in New Jersey is we got hit by Hurricane Ida. And I know for me, I was very thankful that my house didn't uh, get much damage at all or anything, really. And, but I know you two, you guys had some stuff that went on. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, Steve's in Montclair got really hammered, I know. But my house in uh, Bergen County here. Got water in the basement uh, for the first time, really gushing in. I've never really experienced that and I was not prepared at all. So that <laughs> yeah. was fun. That was, uh, I was actually on a work, um, like a, a nighttime work meeting at the, at the time. And I literally had to just jump off because like that, the basement yeah. was filling up. It was in our laundry room. It was definitely an eye-opening experience because now we know some things that we definitely need to buy, some repairs to the house, like patching up cracks on the outside, maybe putting in a sub pub, which is the word everyone's talking about yeah, the last definitely. <laughs> Do you have a pump? Yeah. Do you have a sump pump? How many do you have? You know, where's the water going? So it's a lot of water talk in our uh, <laughs> New Jersey area, or like, like water, water sure. flow. Yeah. Or portable generators, stuff like that. Portable generators, you know. power issues. When this was all happening, as one teenager preteen would do, he took a video of me <laughs> like literally squatting, you know, in the laundry room. It was oh, so no. embarrassing with like, we, we just grabbed whatever thing we could to get water up. So we had like red plastic cups and uh, we literally were using a, um, like bowls and stuff, a broom pickup, you know, the, 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 yes. oh, the yes. dustpan, a dustpan. dustpan. Cause yep. it was like, it was actually, it was helping. So he took a quick video. What? Like and, Instagram live? No. Well, he sent it to like a group chat that he was talking to. Of so course. he's, he's kind of coming down and <sighs> I got to say the kids did help. It was like a nice like all cool. hands on deck experience they were helped they saw it you good, know good. the seriousness of what was happening yeah. and so he's like <laughs> uh, yeah my other friends basements are getting water so that, you know he's chatting with them and then he's like uh yeah my friend's dad 
uh, has one of those machines you need, right? What? The shop vac. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I actually do need that. Yes. I'm kind of in the middle. I was like, I don't know. I mean, we know the the, the guy, yeah. the, the dad. Mm -hmm. But it was like pouring rain. I mean, it was crazy rain. Oh. And then he's like, he's coming. Stop rain. You know, he lives a few blocks down. I'm like, really? Great. But I can't believe he's actually coming. It was torrential downpour. Yeah. And so he came, dropped it off. He's like, don't worry about it. You know, like, let me know if, if it works. And it did. It was a lifesaver. Even with that, I had to dump out, I don't know, 20 of those things. Like it was my back was killing. It sucks because you got to carry all that stuff up and it's like, oh, and then you like you're right out the door and then it like spills all over the place and you're like, oh, I got to uh -huh. clean up all this. And yeah, we and have a sink next to the we got the slop sink. We have the slop sink. Thank God. Later, Julian's like, see, I saved the day. I'm like, yeah, you kind of <laughs> did because you wow. sent off that picture. But yeah. And, and I know, Steve, you you had a very traumatic experience. Like yeah. Well, it's it's weird as that. I've always noticed in like, especially these last couple of years as we've gotten these like insanely rainy summers, this riverlet that's called, I guess, Tony's Brook, apparently. Is that the one at the bottom of Claremont, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it kind of meanders through the city and I've seen it high. I've seen it where I'm like, holy shit, like that's dangerous. It's pretty fast moving, but it never went and breached its walls. And then this was the day because we had had, you know, the other, who was the other hurricane that? Henri. Gave us all, Henri. Henri, yeah. So we already super saturated. The river of that was probably already, you know, higher than normal. It overflowed its banks. It was running down our street. And luckily it didn't really encroach onto our property too much, but it was just enough, I think, also with the backyard kind of combo. We got some flooding in the basement. Our first floor neighbor had like a lot of stuff that was like their storage there. We had, mm. you know, some odds and ends. Luckily, you know, like we've been blessed that it wasn't like too much loss, but it was just crazy to see. I, some cars were definitely, like one definitely was towed off. One was underwater in the, in the intersection and you could see people like now it's like, I walked the, the length of part of this riverlet just to see like the, the destruction. I took some photos and you see just bags of trash and, you know, other stuff like that. So Montclair has apparently been like declared in the FEMA disaster list. So... There's some businesses that need your, you know, any support. If you are a Montclair fan, just come and buy some food or support some business people or, well, you know. It's just crazy. Like just in general, like some of the towns in mm -hmm. Essex County, like, you know. My God. Women, you're like, you're just, oh, they're in the hills. Like Little Falls always floods always. and stuff. But you don't think about Montclair being a flood zone. Like when I was yeah, looking no. at. Good point. We were, Very good point. When my wife and I were daydreaming about buying a house in Montclair years ago, we put a bit on a house that was in yeah. at the bottom of that hill oh, near the brook. <sighs> and my realtor is like, really, you know, think about this first because mm. you're going to have to pay like $10,000 a year in flood insurance or something like that. Yeah. And, wow. yeah. and so we put the bit on, we didn't get the house obviously, but I can just imagine what Dude. that house, you know, must've went through mm -hmm. recently. And then you see stuff from like Milburn summit, and what was Everywhere. it Newark? Yeah, Newark, Newark was, Newark was bon hit. bonkers. Oh, yeah. Belleville, um, you know, down in in down by Boundbrook in Manville, like yeah. just these places that, you know, I remember seeing 
the this type of rain when I guess the miss uh, was it the Mississippi when not, like ninety four or something flooded oh, and like it was like that kind of water. Looking at places that I know personally, you know, going through that and like seeing like, like rapids just going through downtown Milburn was just like what. Mm. And so I'm very thankful for where I live. Like you know, again, I'm thankful that my mom's house is on a hill, though the brook near her house, which is a few houses down, overflowed, and one of her like down the street neighbors had their whole basement flooded. Mm. It's just, it's just crazy. And it, mm. it, it's just, I guess the new reality we have to live in, which it sucks, but that was a, an insane way to pretty much end. Oh, I guess it was right after yeah. Labor Day, but in it was summer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But right. After that, thankfully, we we had a fantasy football draft that all three of us were involved in. Unfortunately, Steve, you weren't present. But, yeah. And um, I don't know. My season's looking terrible already. <laughs> Mike, Evans, boy, Dak, Mike Evans got basically shut out, so that's good. Feeling my good. My Dak uh, came up big last Huge. year. Huge. I always. Yeah, we, it was only one game in, and I'm already like, I mean, I won the league a couple of times. I won it last year. Yeah. But it's just like. I, I mean, I Antonio Brown just went off. Then, then again, I do have Devontae Adams, so he might go off this weekend too. Yeah. So we'll see how that. that yeah, goes. it'll be interesting to see how first week plays out. People are probably super antsy to to get it, get on the field and play in front of fans again, man. I mean, that's that's going to be a thing. We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, we're we're planning to go to uh, I think week four of the Jets Jets Titans. Ooh, nice! It's like October third. So uh, it's a big group that we've gone with before for about three, four years. It's like a huge group of like 30 people. Mm. They uh, do a big tailgate and everything. So they say, yeah, we got the extra tickets if you want them. It's very, exp- yeah, they're expensive. But, yeah, I'm sure. Zach Wilson. Um, it's fun for like once a year, you know, <laughs> and early, it has to be early in the season. Early in the season. Jets, I mean, literally within like the first three or four weeks, it's like, <laughs> forget it after that. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I haven't I'll, actually. I'll report back. I've never been to a pro regular season really? game. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my God. I've been to like 100. I mean, it's just, you know, growing up, like, I watched football. My dad watched football. Wow, you never been to and one. And we had family friends who had season tickets to the Giants. It's yeah. Just, yeah. I don't know. It's fun. I went to a bunch of preseason it's a, games. It's such a cool experience when it's a team. Especially when it's like a big like, game. Yeah. I mean, you I've know, been it's to, like, a, like Tons of college football games. Yeah, that's like, right. So you know that energy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually can be even crazier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been at Doak Campbell Stadium down at Florida State playing with the Maryland Marching Band. We've traveled oh, all yeah. over the place, but it's like I don't know. I've just never. It's it's it seems like a fun time. It also seems just like one of those where you have to just be like, it's a total. Your day is gone. Like, oh, your day is, is gone. This is your day, and you know, I have I don't know. Yeah, my parents had tickets, season tickets to the Jets yeah. uh, for twenty years. Yeah, you it was our tradition it. of yeah. doing, you know we didn't. I always me and my mom would say a lot like you know my dad had Browns tickets. We, too. we didn't do hikes. Tickets. We weren't like you know Josh like mainly your family <laughs> were like the complete yeah. opposite. Like we did not do any outdoor like nature mm. things. But tailgating with at the Jet games became like a thing that we did. You know, eight times a year we had another family in town That's with cool. a son that was my age, and then yeah. every year you know you grow up with it, and you know we actually went through some good years, the Parcells years and all that. So it was, you know, it was fun. It wasn't all, it wasn't all down. Do you hope to get jet season tickets again and make it a family thing? Or are you just kind of no. like, mm, you know, oh. no, mainly it was not <laughs> well, that yeah. Julian's much not as money. into it either. Right. Yeah. He's into football, which yeah. we'll get in. Yeah. Just, he's into football. We actually did our own fantasy draft two days after our, our draft with him and his friends and his cousins. Which league do you have a better team? Uh, I think in our league, I think. Yeah. Nice. I, I, I got the, the A grade in our league. 
very proud. <laughs> I we'll know, see right? how that pans out. But no, in my, I, I remember in the 90s, it was only 20 or $25 a ticket. They had four right. tickets. So, you know, a hundred bucks, yeah. eight times a, a year. It wasn't that much of an investment. Now mm-hmm. it's about $130 a ticket. Jesus. Plus there was PSL fees when yeah. MetLife came in. There was a lot right. of factors. And I didn't have kids. And that's when Julian was born. We ended like two years after that. You know, it was, mm. it was already starting to get like a little harder. Mm, I'm yeah. still really into it. I don't know if I'd want to go every week. That's the thing. You kind of want right. to go to like three games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like seven or eight is a lot of games. So it is. Yeah. We've, we've brought Julian to a bunch of games. We'll probably bring him this time too. Even though he's not a Jets fan, he's gone against uh, the family wishes. <laughs> Well, at and, least the Giants uh, are terrible now. So he's a Giants to, fan, yeah. I t- but he kind of brags. He kind of throws it in, you know, my wow. face about it. I go, dude, the Giants suck too. I mean, mm. we, well, we win. The, you know, he brings up Super Bowl. Okay, that was ten yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. Like that's uh, right. Yeah. Can't be living. Yeah. Can't be living off that. Just earlier, he had to bring up. I walked downstairs. He's like, look. He brought up the damn, you know, helmet catch. <laughs> highlight I used he had like queued up as I well I'm like I don't want to see this this is the moment I don't want to see I know well it's better than the butt fumble you know that's better <laughs> yeah, than, well, that's, yeah yeah <laughs> well I mean like the reason I was asking is because it's because it's interesting I think about this a lot is that you know when you you're brought up on certain traditions and stuff and then for me it's like oh I'd love to replicate that and then you realize how hard it is sometimes to replicate what you were brought up with because yeah. a it's either just not your life or, you know, B, it's just, you can't do it for whatever different mm-hmm. reason. And, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting. Cause I was brought up, like you said, I brought up going out in nature, doing camping. I mean, we still go on hikes, but I really don't have any urge to go camping every like <laughs> season. Like I, my parents did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun. It's just maybe, you know, when David grows up, he'll mm-hmm. become a, you know, living out in the woods in a log cabin or something <laughs> like that. Or a kayaker know. or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see it. You know, I'm sure he'll be into nature yeah. and stuff. So yeah, but it was a lot. I realized how much my parents, especially bought, I mean, we would have like a whole tailgate, just the food alone those Sundays. Mm. You know, they, they did every, I didn't do it. I just woke up and like, <laughs> oh, are you ready? Like put my jersey on. They packed the car. They wow. would make like multiple like food shopping. They're always very like they wanted everything to be right, you know. So they wanted the right sandwiches and the right snacks and the you know drinks. I'm sure you've seen like the tailgates. I mean, the ta- some yeah. of the tailgates are they're insane. It's you like know, a, it's like, a whole party now. The tailgates have DJs and stuff. You yep. have to pay a ticket to get into Crazy that tailgate. And- yeah, there's a whole thing going on. So obviously we didn't do that, but just what we did was a lot. You know, to, to plan everything. And so well, it becomes the tradition it it becomes fun. part of your mm-hmm. life. And it's just, you know, it becomes a hobby. And it's what mm-hmm. you spend, you know, uh, some people may think that it's crazy that I have three drum sets in my I mean, my wife thinks it's crazy. I have three <laughs> drum sets. But like that's as any wife what I, would. Know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I love, you know, to yeah. do. And so it and I, you know, do it. It's but it's like and so people. You know, they work their tail off to, to, to be able to go to these games and stuff like that. So yep. it's just, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't do it. Just it's, I think it's just a waste of money. I mean, do it once a season. Yeah, once. Yeah, then, exactly. Yeah, it's like, but I don't know. Like, I'd like to, you know, you get a better seat at home sitting in front of your TV. Well, yeah. I mean, again, in the 1993 or something, it was different world. You know, we didn't yeah. have the big TVs. It wasn't exactly. HD. Things weren't right. even in HD at that point, I guess. True. No, no I mean, phones. you had like the t- our TVs would look like uh, you couldn't believe them. Like my our t our monitors on our computers are bigger than the TVs Basically. that we had at the house. Yep. Obviously, you know we're getting 
uh, into that mode of, uh, well, the last time that we were talking, we thought the world was opening up Mm -hmm. and things were happening and we were all getting ready to go to concerts. And I actually have two concerts teed up, but I know you guys have gone to at least one show, right? We did, Um, yeah. We did, yeah. Amazing show. Parking Courts. Just a, a powerhouse of a show. Fans were amazing. Now it was inside. That was the first show I went first to. In, went to inside. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's funny because I went to the Foo Fighters show. I think we I talked about it. You on probably the pod. did. I, yeah, I must have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was the big. We're we're, we're back. We're gonna yep. have you know just show your Vax card. And so nobody wore masks because we're like ah oh, we just show the Vax card. We're, we're back. Good. We're back and good. You yeah. know, Grohl is out there. You know, we're back. Yeah, June. Like, yeah. June. Yeah. Because I had played a wedding like a couple weeks before, and it's like. The numbers were so low, so especially low. in New yep. York. Yep. But the energy was cool. Like even for the masked audience, like everyone was like really rowdy and dancing and singing along and yep. people were freaking out at the songs that they knew and the new songs, I thought they were rocking like really Yeah, they debuted five new songs. It was their first show in two years. Yeah. Um I know most of their catalog. I don't know all of it. So when they were playing some of the new songs, I yeah. didn't know they were new. Sure. I just thought there was older songs. And then yeah. later we saw like, ah, oh, that was new. Cool. Yeah. We have a new album coming out, I think in October. Sympathy for Life. Sympathy for Life. Yeah. I cool. think that's what it's called. But it was, a, it was a cool show. But, you know, you have to have the mask on and or you should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's hard like, for the know. whole show. I mean, I did pull it down here and there. Yeah. You know, drinking a beer drinking or something. A beer. How was it compliance wise? Because I mean, we're all going to go, we're going to see Neil Francis. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. like we're going on vaxxed, you know, everyone has to be vaccinated at this show. And they say, you know, you, we suggest people wearing masks, but part of me is like, you know, what I see at school is like people, if, yeah. if they don't have to, they're not going to. So I don't know how it was at Parquet if like, there's like a- half maybe yeah, right? or more. I don't know. 60% hard. masked, I'd yeah, say. More, more masked than yeah. that, but. It's hard to enforce it. I mean, it's just yep. the thing. Yeah, it don't believe me. <laughs> it's it's hard to enforce it in my school that it's mandated. Yeah. You got teachers who are just like taking it off in class. They're told not, you know, yep. you got to put it back on. They still just, it's whatever. Yeah. It's like. Now, the other know. show I went to was Guns N' Roses. But All that right. was out yeah. at a stadium at MetLife Stadium yep. a couple of weeks ago. We were joking, like, this is the crowd that probably, like, is a lot of, like, <laughs> I love Guns N' Roses, but let's let's be honest, there's yeah. going to be a lot of uh, yep. anti-vax people, I think, in this show. And uh, yep. we wore our mask as we walked to our seat, because that was really when you were, you know, in the halls yeah. of the stadium. And then mm-hmm. as we got out in our seat, I wore, kind of wore it like, I had it on, I took it off. Then you turn around, so it was a little closer than you think, and then mm. you put it back on. But it was outside, so... It was a good show. I mean, we saw them at the reunion five years ago. It was basically the same show. They played a new song, sort of a quasi new song. But, you know, to hear those anthems live, it, to me, it's worth yeah. the price of yeah. admission. It's a good I summer mean, show. They're, they, you know, those songs, when you, you, know, you 
Sweet Child of Mine, Jungle, Classic, Timeless, Paradise City. It's like there's only f- five bands or something. You know, there's only a handful yeah. of bands that have those mega mega songs or as iconic. Or like Knocking on Heaven's Door, slash Knocking on Heaven's Door. I mean, you can go on and on. So yeah, classic cover. It was cool. It was it was a good show. I'm glad I yeah. went. I, I you know it's interesting you bring up the stuff about like you know being outside and stuff and it's like yeah I think you know after I'd played that wedding I was like all right I feel better about you know being around people as long as they're vaccinated even you know unmasked like even at the party we all were all at and there was a lot of people and we were kind of tightly packed you know it was outside but we were you know, up in each other's grills and stuff like that talking yeah. and, and laughing and then you know, when you see numbers go back up, it's like, oh, maybe we should take a step back. And it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a crazy mind game. And I'm yeah. trying to get out of my own head sometimes about it, but I'm seeing Dawes next Friday nice. uh, in Central Park. So well, me and be- Steve are going to, we're supposed to be going to uh, OC's yes. in Brooklyn also uh, in the a Warsaw. few weeks. The Warsaw. Oh, nice. So we've, we've been really into the OC's. We're very pumped for that show and That'll be a show again, different than Neil Francis. Could be a little more like it's a bit more rowdy. chill, you know. OCs is like super oh, yeah, rowdy crowd. This yeah. is like intense. Yep. So. And they go effing nuts on stage. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they do. So yeah, they, I mean, they are one hundred and twenty percent energy all yeah, the time. So we're yeah. excited for that. But but it'll we'll be, yeah, it's it'll be a good catharsis, but it'll be a test of the of the ways of of concert going in, in pandemic. I'm just super excited about getting back to go and see live music again. And just, Sam. It's been way too long. Like, I don't even know when the la- what the last show I saw live was. Mm. I, I think it was Wilco. Wow. Wilco in 2019 at R- Radio City Music Hall, October 2019. So it'll almost be two years wow. since I've seen live music that I haven't played in. So yeah. It's, um, it's going to be good. Be, it'll be great, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, and, you know, Soccer season is upon us, right, Joe? You got a lot going on with uh, with your kids. Yeah, soccer season is definitely upon us. Uh, my son is a freshman. He just started school two days ago, and uh, he's been practicing all summer with the, the high school team, and he actually made varsity, made oh, varsity congrats. soccer. So nice, congrats. It's pretty cool. You know, we're a small school, but still, it's impressive. And he has his first game actually tomorrow, and we live really close to the school, so that's been nice. Uh, he's not doing club soccer at the moment, which was a little farther away. My daughter too is playing like for the town and stuff. So yeah, it's starting to get really busy. We had a busy day the other day. It was just, it, it quickly can get very stressful where, you know, you're working from home and then they're going to school. You have to, we still have to pick up our daughter, uh, from elementary school. Luckily our son can just walk from the high school, but you know, it's, it takes one or two things to throw off your schedule or just, yeah. you know, realize you're just like, oh man, we're, we're back in it. Now who's picking her up? Who's taking her home? <laughs> Trying to squeeze in dinner, other things yeah. like the rain or something else can just like throw everything, you know, for a spiral. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it's pretty interesting to have a son now in high school <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, so he's, a, he's a full teenager. all the time, Joe. Yeah, yeah. buddy. We'll see. He, right now, he doesn't bring anybody, and boys or girls, he doesn't want any friends over. Hmm. Um, he says that, we, you know, we're you like embarrass to him? embarrass him, basically, and <laughs> and stuff. Because we, we I, I talked about on the podcast that we, earlier in the summer, we put in a, a basketball, um, we, we, yeah. we cemented a square in our backyard, but the basketball hoop, he's, he's out there all the time. But hmm. we always say, you can bring your friends. He's like, nope, nope, I want to be somewhere else, you know, with wow. them. Yeah, so that's how he is right now. But yeah, no, 
It's been no girls <laughs> yet, <laughs> but that, that's looming. But he has hung out a little bit with the seniors oh. on the soccer team. So the other day, a senior did pick him up and they went to the mall. And that oh, senior, yeah. it, it was a couple of kids. And um, I think the one who drove is the one who's really into sneaker, you know, flipping and stuff. So he had all this cash. He was telling us the story. He's like, dad, this guy could have like, you know, $2,000 or something in cash. He gave us all money to stand in line. They had like dozen pairs of brand new Jordans wow. that he's flipping for like, you know, $70, $80 profit per pair. I mean, of course I see it all too. He's showing me for all these years. I mean, I'm always up. I feel like I am always up <laughs> on the trends of what's happening before they kind of become huge because Kids know about it. He shows me about whether it's sneaker collecting, Pokemon collecting, baseball card, you know, collecting the renaissance of all this stuff. So, yeah. so far, so good with school. Um, obviously, we have to, you know, wear masks and stuff. And they, mm. they never complain about it. They just do it. I've noticed with the kids. I mean, the kids are very adaptable. Yeah, at, at more school, than the adults. My school year started. I've been back a couple of days. And the kids, I, I like, you know, tell them, like, you have to have your mask on. Like, I'll bother you about it. I'm not going to yell at you. And some kids just, they don't, like, complain about it. Yeah. There's be a mm. couple that will. But most of them are just, like, they just wear it. Mm. Like, just wear my it. son... Yep. My son is three years old. You know, he's definitely an exception to the rule for a toddler, but he just wears his mask like all the time. It's, mm. it's amazing. Like he, he has no problem usually wearing it. Like he'll pull it down to eat and he'll put it right back on. And wow. I'd be very fortunate with that because we send him to daycare with the mask on and he keeps it on. He's like one or one out of two kids who like in this whole class. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, but Joe, I, I wonder like now that you have a high schooler, like are you, have you thought about, how you're going to deal with like potential, like with parties and stuff when, you know, him, him bringing, like, I mean, well, he, I, I would have no idea how to deal with it. Cause I didn't party as a kid. Like I was one of those <laughs> loser kids, um, you know, who sat at home or with their nerdy friends, like never had a beer until I was, you know, in college. So. Oh, okay. Man. Really interesting. Yeah. I was, wow. I was, I was, you're I was a goody a tissues. No, this is what happened. And I swear to God, I have, you know, anxiety and stuff. The dare officer at my school literally scared me enough that I didn't want to do anything. Wow. Like he scared me wow. so much about so many things. And it just was like, all right, I'm just not going to do this. Um, it also probably helped that my dad straight up lied to our faces about <laughs> like how he stopped doing stuff in college <laughs> when we found out years later that he kept, he smoked weed not. every day of his, you know, of his life. <laughs> of course, of course. So like, I was like, oh, I'm going to emulate my dad. I'm going to just not do this. Like, is you know whatever I hate he would my dad sometimes would give me a beer and I would taste it I like this tastes like garbage like so I didn't even want to like huh. drink but also I was just like not a super popular kid but I'm just like wondering how you well my brother was a different case uh, and like my parents definitely had issues oh with yeah I mean we were all drinking in high school yeah. I mean same yeah definitely same. sophomore year or something having big backyard bonfire year. kind of parties and. Yeah, you meet in the woods or like everyone does in suburbs. Someone's basement. Now it's a different world. Partying so. in the basement. All right, then at people's houses. But are you going to have a conversation with, with your son about uh, yeah. it? Yeah. He, he, well, he went to a party last week um, in town hmm. at a girl's house. Like, there's a party. All right. It was like Labor Day weekend. And we knew it, actually the kid whose father brought the shop back, he was oh, going nice. with him. So we're like, all right, we know cool. he's a good kid. You cool. know, go with him. And then we picked them up, you know, when everyone was leaving around, it was like 11, 1130. It was at someone's house. So, and they were all like his age, 
but my wife mentioned to him, I think right before he left, she was like, I, I do not want to hear you, you know, anything alcohol. He was like, mom, no, no, nothing <laughs> like that. It's like, you know, he's still like a little innocent and yeah, sure. know, I could see. And yeah, I didn't, in freshman year, I was not even thinking that either. It's still like, you're kind of still, mm-hmm. you know, middle school. Yeah. It was probably sophomore year started really. Yeah. Sophomore, even really almost junior for me. I know some kids obviously, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, but I think yeah, eighth or ninth we, grade, we, we I like tried whiskey and tried like, yeah. Really crappy like a beer year or two, maybe, but yeah. I know I, I have to just talk to them. Be, be really yep. careful. Like my parents were to me. I mean, Good. my mom was like, I know you're going to, you know, try it. You know, I expect you to be responsible and these things we all do it and you just have to, but I, I had some stories. I mean, I went, I, I overdid it at one party. I'll never forget junior year, like at a house party, I like was pounding like vodka drinks. Oh man. Oh, man. And I came home. I was like <laughs> completely <laughs> wasted. I threw up in my bed. Oh, yeah. My mom found, woke up. I didn't even know I blacked out. And I Whoa. threw up. Oh. I was like that. And I was shot for the whole weekend. I missed a baseball tournament and everything. So I, I, there was, I had my moments <laughs> and I was like such a good kid. I was not a troublemaker in any way. Yeah. She was probably shocked. I, you know, I feel bad that, that I did that to that extent. So I hope he has more sense. And yeah, but now we have also, we have tracking on his phone. We know where he yeah. is. <laughs> so I feel bad. And we had a lot more freedom, you yeah. know, in our, in our growing up. Yeah. And the, we were saying, I said the whole notion of like a house party when the parents are gone or is out the window. Mm-hmm. That was, that's a, that's an antiquated event. Mm-hmm. You know, almost everyone's going to have some sort of camera. Mm-hmm. We don't actually have one right now, but we will definitely be getting one <laughs> soon if we ever go away. You got to hide it. You got to hide it. So the kids, like, you well, the kids if anything happens to the camera right away, it's like, oh, you something's know, happening. You know, going like, down. Yeah. Yeah send someone over or something you know, so, look. yeah good point but man there was so it was so many house parties back in the mm-hmm. day in the 90s yep parents are gone boom 30 kids are over at this person's house and now yep. as as we have our homeowners you imagine like having all these Gosh. kids all over your house i no, mean i know you know i, I have can't imagine this having, our fiscal friends yeah, is yeah. one thing and they make People a mess you don't and really it's know like, right that's a pain in the ass too but to have like a party party <laughs> people just showing up home. oh man yep. now we know how our parents felt and I had one party a legendary party my friends <laughs> still bring up everyone brings up my kids know it too they, they've oh, heard like tell, tell us the story again wow. I did it I did that <laughs> yeah, party that was <laughs> my one blowout bash nice but yeah I mean I had like I had a couple of college post-college not like crazy parties but I would always have people come up for like Memorial Day or my birthday because it's in the summer. And but my graduation party for college was mm-hmm. we had like a keg and we had a lot of my friends and I, I got drunk. And then like the next morning, I just wake up and there's like 15 people just strewn about the house, just passed out. Yeah, One yeah. person got locked out of the house, had to sleep in their car or oh, something man. like that. You know, it's yeah. not like a crazy high school rage. These are all kids who have you know, most of them were graduated college at this point, but how, how do you think they would have handled if you weren't like the way you were? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm sure they would have handled it like they did with my brother who they were probably like disappointed that he was, you know, would mm. get into, he, they didn't, he didn't really get into a lot of trouble. Like, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't think that, he would. Well, he, you know, he, he definitely smoked weed at a younger age and, you know, he got caught a couple of times, mm. but I think if I had done that, if I had been, 
a party or if I'd went from like what I was in high school of like being really, you know, goody two shoes and then started partying, mm -hmm. I think two things would have happened. I think a, my dad would have probably been relieved, <laughs> um, you know, just like, yeah. Oh good. Like, cause yeah, when I was in college and I started drinking, like he then was like, Oh, let me go get you something. We'll drink together and stuff yeah. like that. Cool. So he probably wouldn't have relieved but also, if I had gone like way off to the other side, they probably yeah. I mean, not way off, but yeah. Right. Just no, but I think I think part of normal. me growing up and being so such a good kid and being like, oh, I'm going to you know do everything right. Like I think it would have been nice for my dad. My mom was not like she you know go to parties. She doesn't. She's not a big drinker or anything like yeah. that. And. I think for him, it would have been probably like, oh, good. Like my son is normal. Like, mm. you know, not that I was not abnormal. I had friends, you know, I was playing music. I was hanging out with friends all the time. We'd go out, hang out. He would probably would have talked to me and just been like, all right, you know, just be smart about it. I was going to bring up a couple other things that happened with David. We're at that stage right now. And Joe, you'll probably remember this with both your kids where he's, he's a toddler and he's gone from like really made a massive leap in his like ability to to think and, you know, understand things. Mm -hmm. And like, he's, he's responding with no, thank you. No, I don't want to do that. Or like, that's not great. And, or, you know, he'll be like, Oh yes, thank you so much. You know, like, Oh my God, you're a real person now. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's like, it's a, it's a super fun time, yep. but it's also like, you know, a very annoying time in that he stands his ground. I mean, just probably like every other toddler, just like when he doesn't want to do something, he just will not do it. Yep. And like goes from being like the greatest moment to like the worst moment And his birthday yeah. for his birthday party. And I'm probably gonna get a lot of like feedback, bad feedback on this, but he had his birthday party at school and then mm -hmm. he came back. And my in-laws were intent on having a party together, which is fine. It was just a small, like my in-laws, my mom, my brother, my sister-in-law, my, my wife's brother. We were going to have like just cake, presents, go to bed. My in-laws were insistent on having dinner. So we had to have dinner first. My son hadn't napped. He had mm -hmm. ice cream and pizza already. So he was already jacked up. Mm -hmm. His birthday is super excited. And so like he had dinner. He wasn't really eating. He was just acting like a crazy person. Like, great. And then I had this stupid idea of doing presents first before cake. Mm -hmm. So we did presents and he just wanted to play with each present. Sure. And when we told him he couldn't play with the third present, he just totally went off and mm -hmm. like had a massive tantrum. Kat and I were just like, we're done. Like he's going to bed. I felt so bad, but it was almost- <laughs> I know. I know. Parents. He's going to come after you one year. Like, I but, can't believe- yeah. But, you know, I don't remember my third birthday. True. Like, I don't remember. I barely remember. Like, I know. Uh, like, you know, and so. I'm kind of playing, but you never know. Yeah. No, you you never know. And I feel bad. And like, yeah. we wanted to have a birthday party for him for. Right. For, exactly. For like. Especially because of the pandemic, you know. Yeah. And who is this for? Is it for me? Is it for him? Like, it's like, it's almost like it's for the parents. Oh, yes. And, yeah. we, and we always had the grandparents. Parties. Each yeah. birthday. Had, it was crazy. We used to have two parties. We kind of still do. But when they were little, hmm. they were bigger. We would have, because both my, my family and my wife's side are pretty big. Yeah. Just big enough where if you have it together, it's no one stupid. has a house that big. We don't mm. you know. No one has that like humongous house. So we'd have to have two parties. They're always fun, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. You feel guilty because the other family members, you know, my, we, we had a party for everybody growing up. I was always at my cousin's party. Everyone, everyone had a party. No one missed it. Almost. I feel like we're all yeah. in the same town. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, I have to invite aunt yeah. so-and-so and cousin yeah, yeah. so I mean, it cannot. So then it ends up being everybody. Just right. is what it is, you know. 
next year. Next year will be the year. Like it's like, and then hopefully you know, we'll be. He'll have some more friends. We'll we'll actually like have a friends party yep. for him and yeah. just kind of keep it like maybe. Just we wait till you go to those places. Eventually, we we did yeah. that too. We went to like the um, party. What was it called? Like, spaces. You know, like jumping places. Oh and yeah, like, well, we wanted to have it we, at we all that. last year. Yeah. The idea last year was to have it we at Jimboree because we had like a membership there, and we'll be like, you can only have a certain amount of kids. We'll invite the kids. That's the party. Great. That's the party. We don't have to yeah. invite all these extended yeah. people. Exactly. It's like a oh, we would space. have that and the other freaking parties because then we yeah. felt guilty. Like mm. <laughs> it's like three parties. I, you know, for me, it's like <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess you've gone through this, and it, for me, it's like I didn't. I grew up with but, such a small family. We'd have like a a family party because my my one of my cousins, my older cousins, had a birthday in July, so we just invite my dad's side of the family and, and my mom's parents over, and that's all it would be. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like maybe 25, 30 yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, And that's all I mean, what that's I grew good. up with. Yeah. With my wife, it's like her like <laughs> second cousins and pseudo cousins. Oh, and like everybody. People, it's just like 50 to 70 people. Wow. For like oh, yeah. No, that's crazy. And it's mm. like. Mm. Not that much. It's, yeah. Or, you know, I mean, Jeez. it's just. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> so maybe I'm the worst father of the year, but at least tonight <laughs> I was. I, tonight I made my son laugh like crazy. So that I think made right. up for it. Parenthood, man, it's yeah. it's a journey, and you know, it's Joe. I I I don't know if if I'm getting into the good times or the bad times or both. what's going on. It's both. <laughs> With a roller coaster. Roller coaster. As I say, to keep just brace yourself because <laughs> once he starts talking more, that's when it really oh yeah gets to be you know a trip, and that's when when he when he realizes how he can talk back to you and win conver- and arguments. Big time, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about what we've been listening to. I know there's been a lot of new music that's been coming out lately. Tons. Who wants to talk first? Steve, go ahead. All right, I'll Start do it. Start it off. All right. As, yes, you've mentioned, the releases have been Fast and Furious. I think it's a combination of musicians that were writing because they either were going to write a couple songs on tour and then obviously had a lot of time in their hands. Um, and also just regular releases, the band Low, and the mm-hmm. album is called Hey What?, and I actually had heard of them years back. I think they were in year-end lists and like Aquarium Drunkard and a few other blogs had kind of shouted them out, but I didn't give them a listen. And then I saw Steve Hyden's tweet that like the album that's kind of really lit him a fire this year that might be up for his, you know, album of the year is this album. Hmm. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. I gotta keep an ear out. And um, I listened to the first single when I saw that tweet. And then Pitchfork's review came out that got an 8.4. And this song is called More. guess I'm characterizing this this whole album as experimental indie rock but uh, I listened to the album front to back and I've I definitely think it's it's 
it definitely the first listen is has uh, blew me away. So very exciting. I, I, I've always heard of them, but I don't think I've actually heard their music mm. that I can remember. But I've seen their name mentioned yeah. a lot, like like you said in these blogs. Yeah, I got to give it another listen. It's one of those albums that you can't just you know you're going to absorb over time. Mm-hmm. So we'll see um, if if that sticks. The next song is um, this woman I kind of discovered through the algorithm of Spotify. Basically, I was listening to Big Brave through a friend's Twitter recommendation. It's like a heavy, heavy metal, heavy rock band with this like woman's intense voice. And then Emma Ruth Rundle was recommended alongside of them. And I was just blown away. She kind of has this like Tori Amos meets uh, Tash Sultana vibe Mm. but heavy you know what i mean like has this like very intense emotions and she almost has some songs where she just looks like um shirley manson from garbage you know what i mean like that intensity Mm. and stuff yeah Yeah. so i don't know and this is a change of pace for her it's her and a piano and the song is called return But yeah, she's just like this enigmatic girl. She's got a lot of intensity. And in this song, like, I don't know, it's just like the thing about Tori Amos for me is I respect her music and there's some albums and songs of hers that I really love, but she gets a little bit just too fantasy for me, a little too, Hmm. you know what I mean? Like just, whereas I, I think Emma Ruth Rundle, the way she's adding that darkness to it, she's adding rock to it. You know what I mean? Like she really feels like she infuses all of her music with rock, but through a female perspective. Do you think it's anything like a, you know, earlier Fiona Apple type stuff or you could say yeah like mm. even like a, a more metal Fiona Apple or not, not even quite metal heavy heavy rock Fiona Apple definitely this song is completely you know like almost uh, a ballad just like a beautiful like piano mm. wistful kind of ballad and then uh, the third song is just like I you know <laughs> Joe and I are banging the, the OC's drum <laughs> a lot I at a record store in Brooklyn, saw Live in San Francisco, and I was trying to pick it up from Tunes, and I, I like let it out of the cart or something stupid. So I was like, all right, it's here. It's time to get it. Came in with just a DVD, too, that I haven't seen. Yeah, cool. just get it. And like from the first song of this album, I Come From The Mountain, it's like it just goes nuts in a fury and like doesn't let up, right? Like it's from note one. I still have to hear this album. I know you, you told me you got it. I listened to the beginning of it. And yeah, I come from the mountain. Like, is there like, that's like their theme song. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope they open with that as well. Like Same. when we see them. But, uh Yeah. Like as you, said, as you said, me and you have been like really diving into the, the OCs. Yep. I think other, uh, other people too. I mean, they're just, they have something going on that's yep. lately. It's just like really awesome. But uh, the the song really I want to highlight, even though that I come from the mountain is amazing, is the song Sticky Hulks.
And it's from 2015's Mutilator Defeated at Last, which, as Joe was saying, I don't know that album, but it must be a great album because that song is just mind-blowing. So, <laughs> but good well, stuff. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's not like I remember, you know, when you listen to some live albums, they, you know, they pick the best songs from the albums. Yes, usually. yeah. Yep. And I remember, you know, I've been disappointed sometimes. It's like the one song from this album that they put live, and you're like, oh, this album must be. And it's like yep. the only yeah. song on the album that's good. Yep. And like the rest is that's just true. Like, yep. But you know, I'm sure you know if it's if it's a similar sound, you guys will probably yeah. It'll be interesting it. to see. And that's the thing too is like, I do that now is I will go through their discography like piece by piece, and I'm gonna do that with Ty Siegel and others too. It's just you know, you just go, oh, I haven't heard this 2015 album go for it you know so yeah who's up next Joe you want to go sure I'll go next I was also going to mention earlier in the episode that I did my first uh, WFMU show I was very excited congrats congrats sir thanks thanks for tuning in everyone out there it was on the uh, the rock and soul digital stream and I've been listening to that stream a lot Yep. Over the last few months and some of the DJs on there are just fantastic. Yeah. They, I'm just, I'm literally like, it's like going taking to take notes. Like, I'm, I'm taking notes the entire time. I'm like in class, like listening to the WFMU app Yep. and it's all, you know, obscure or a little obscure stuff. And just and constantly like, oh, I need to find this. I got to find this compilation. Uh, what is this? So I've been definitely in a, a lot of the shows have a very sixties psych rock mm-hmm. type vibe. So I've been kind of, Dipping my toe a little bit more into that. And one mm-hmm. of the bands I wanted to talk about was the Moving Sidewalks. Yes. And Ooh, yeah, nice. so I mean, I knew like of Billy them. Billy Gibbons, right? Billy, yeah, so Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. This nice. was the band he was in down in Texas before ZZ Top. They were very like influenced by the 13th Floor Elevators Perfect. and Rocky Erickson and that whole kind of psych scene. Cool. And they have a, a classic psych garage song called 99th Floor. Played that on my on my radio show uh, recently, and I want to kind of listen to more of their stuff. But I, that's kind of the vibe of a lot of things I've been trying to mm-hmm. learn more about. Kind of the sixties, you know, yeah. not as popular bands, but that song's great. And just to cut in a little bit, just to yeah. bring back WFMU, I guess we should also announce that our last guest, Dwayne Harriet, just sure. included his his Dwayne Train show yep. literally two days ago. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a great show. Amazing show. The final, I know he's going to yeah. be getting a lot of outpouring and, and, um, you know, got a lot of love and yeah, a lot of tributes so and yeah. It's, it kind of sucks that we, <laughs> we did our show. <laughs> Swan right song. Before. Right at the end. Right at the end, but he yeah. was a great interview. So I'm sorry to derail, but no, I just definitely. wanted to point that out to people. FMU like Dwayne too. I mean, it's mm-hmm. different style of music, but yep. Some of them have just have such deep knowledge of of music that yeah. It, it, I mean, I try to put a show together every week, and I'm like, I don't know how these people do it. Like two hour shows, even one hour show of you know obscure music. Yep. It's easy to do, like you know more popular music. But anyway, another song I wanted to talk about is uh, well, we have to talk about the passing of Charlie Watts. Yes, who, massive. You know, everybody was doing their their 
the Rolling Stones tributes yep. and Charlie Watts tributes. They just released a song from the, there's a new Tattoo You uh, album just turned 40. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're releasing, I don't think it's out just yet, but they're going to release multiple deluxe versions on vinyl and CD and digital. And there's a couple of uh, B-sides that were never heard before. And one of them that just leaked is called Living in the Heart of Love. song um it's from those sessions i'm not exactly sure when it was recorded probably in the late 70s uh i know tattoo you was a compilation almost of like older recordings that they just kind of jumbled together and somehow in a rolling stones way it just happens to work and become a huge hit so uh that's a really cool song and my third pick uh is a new song it's from a woman named amy darling and she's oh, down yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee. I've been playing a lot of her. Her first awesome. single was Nasty Habits. I played a lot of my show. Yep. And uh, she has a new song she just self-released called Lip Service. very cool speaking of the stones it has a super both both of her singles have a very stones kind of late 70s stones vibe cool uh some girls you know has the horns and everything and uh she's really cool she also djs down there and um she's very active on on instagram she performs down in uh, nashville at a lot of various rock shows and stuff like that so I'm hoping girl. one day she'll, she'll she'll come up. Yeah, definitely high energy. She's got a cool you know look on stage yep. and all dressed up. But uh, yeah, check out her songs. This new one is uh, like I said, lip service. And uh, Josh, you're next. Yeah. So um, I had totally forgotten I'd ordered this album, and it came in the mail the other day. It's the uh, the new live album from My Morning Jacket, simply called Live 2015. I mentioned earlier in the show that I was kind of bummed that I, I I'm, I'm going to miss the, the this weekend shows in, yep. um, in Queens. And this got me all jazzed up. I'm, I, I put the album on and this was actually 2015 is the last time I saw them. I saw them twice in 2015. Um, both shows were awesome. I don't have recordings of either show. Uh, one was at the Exponential Festival down in uh, Camden. Uh, St. Vincent opened that show. Mm. It was a great Amazing. show. I just went back and looked at the set list. I'm like, wow, yeah, this is an awesome show. And then I saw them on their Thanksgiving run at the Beacon Theater where they wouldn't allow any taping. They mm. No taping because the idea was they're going to put out a live album from these four uh-huh. shows. Okay. And they never did. Like, <laughs> we were just waiting and waiting. Wow. And it never happened. So they finally put out this compilation of live material. It sounds amazing. The the mixing and the mastering sounds great. 
And uh, one of the songs that I loved when it was on album, but it sounds awesome, is Evil Urges. It's just a super, I feel like that whole album kind of gets lost. The post Z stuff gets lost. Mm. If you listen to Evil Urges and you throw it on, mm. it's such a great opening track and it just kills live. recommend um you know as adam shanker said my morning jacket is probably one of the top live bands around now and then the next song i want to highlight is a band that i kind of just discovered but if i was listening to joe's shows more regularly i probably would have heard about you know earlier it's uh the band the beths out of new zealand i must have heard them on like fmu maybe wfuv but probably fmu i remember oh, i should check out this band again and I listened to their album, uh, the most recent album called Jump Rope Gazers. And I was just like, this this sounds like 90s like power pop. And I immediately fell in love with it. Like on uh, the last Bandcamp Friday, bought the album on vinyl. Hopefully it'll get here awesome. soon. Have to go back to their first album and listen. And it's 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 great. Like it's cool. just it's it's super fun. And the song Dying to Believe is what I want to highlight today. It's a great song. It's such a great song. I think they put they put out a, a live album just recently. Okay. They did a live show last year in, in Auckland because in New Zealand COVID like doesn't exist anymore. If you yeah. love that '90s power pop, yeah, like alt rock, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's it, it's really cool. And then the last song, which I think all three of us have been pimping and mm-hmm. promoting, our boy Neil Francis's most recent single, "Can't Stop the Rain," yep, which is is great.
Mm-hmm. It's just um, it definitely a departure from his 70s New Orleans funk soul uh, sound from changes. As he said on this podcast, it's going to be a different sound. Mm-hmm. This is definitely more in the vein of like more straight ahead rock, Elton John style, like pounding piano. Derek Trucks. Yeah, plays slide guitar on there, which is an amazing get for him. Yep, like the, to have that guy play slide guitar in your song is that's a statement in itself, saying this yep. is a great song. Yep. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast and tell your fellow music loving dads or moms or anyone to check it out. And by subscribing, you're going to know when we have a new episode coming out. And like we said at the top of the show, we do have our interview with Stephen Hyden coming out very soon. So if you subscribe, you'll be one of the first to know about it. And if you like or even love the podcast, we'd love for you to rate us and review us. It really helps us in those algorithms on the podcasting platforms. If you haven't already, you can check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter, both at DadRocksPod. And you can also find us on Facebook by looking us up at Dad Rocks exclamation point. If you have any questions, comments, or any show ideas for us, or just want to give us a shout, you can always email us at dadrockspod at gmail.com. Also, we have a Spotify playlist of all the music you have heard on the podcast today, which should be linked in the podcast description. Thanks again for listening. And remember, dads, you rock.